get your shit. All the way from Kirkland? All the way from Kirkland. Yep. It's imported. <laughs> I enjoy that on our Deacon's question, the blue things, but it says, it's a, when you're sick, what is your go-to food? It suggests changing it to, when you're sick, what do you eat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, all right. <clears throat> hey, everybody. Welcome to Bite Me Podcast. That's us. This is episode 308. I'm exhausted. I do not promise that this podcast is going to get any better than what we're at right now. Colby just rubbed his eyes and it looks like it one of them's melting. Are you okay, Cole? No. No. Eh. Colby's I mean, here. Nothing to do with that, but. <laughs> just not okay. It's just not okay. Uh, Colby's here. Dylan's here. Dylan's writing something. I hope it's a like a letter to um so who no, would dylan says, write a letter please, to please i need help am i writing a letter <laughs> i don't know it just looked like you were writing something uh anyway it's, it's a video all game downhill from here i'm so tired all right we're gonna do a podcast it's gonna be about video games we're gonna talk about the video games we've been playing i actually played a bunch of video games this weekend so that is cool um we got news. Uh, we're gonna talk about Extra Life because Extra Life happened this weekend. It was great. We're gonna talk about how exclusive games suck. I mean, I don't think that's new to anyone, but they still suck. Uh, we're gonna talk about how Final Fantasy 16 doesn't have any characters of color because of <clears throat> historical realism in Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> Whose history? <laughs> I, I, I don't know, Cole. We'll get there. Uh, Netflix is buying another game developer, and I don't understand why. Uh, Microsoft is telling its shareholders, like, don't worry. It's fine. Sure, we have a $22 billion contract with the military for HoloLens, but that's it's fine. You don't need to look any closer than that. Uh, Activision Blizzard is trying one more time to make sure unions don't happen. Um I think it's going to work. Uh, the PSVR 2 is shockingly expensive. We're going to talk about that. Uh, and we're going to talk about the best gaming chair I've ever seen. Like, I'm sure you've seen some good-looking gaming chairs. I know what this, this one is. Yeah, it's better than all of Does them. Does <laughs> grease just slide right off of it? Grease slides right off of it. <laughs> you could just be rolling around in grease, wiping your hands over your chair, and it would, I mean, probably roll off your chair onto you. So I don't know if that's actually like, is that a feature? Maybe. I don't know. We got questions from Alan S., our Deacon, Monotone Screaming, and uh, Extra Life Icon. Uh, we got some cheap free games, and then I'm going to go to bed. I think that's that's how it's going to do. Plan. So why don't we start? Yeah, right? Why don't we start with what we've been playing? Dylan played... Some Fall Guys. I played more Fall Guys still almost every night until we get a win at least. Um, so how many wins do you have now? Is it more or less than Vinny? Not even close to Vinny. He's in the hundreds. Know. Yeah. And I and not like one hundred, like hundreds. Um him and I planned to like play the other day and then he ghosted me. I don't play. Oh. Um we do live in different time zones, which is just I think drastically it's generally zones. <laughs> generally challenging to um, play together, but um, yeah, we've still been playing like two to four people almost every night for a little bit. Um, 
I get back from the gym and then I get my fall guys win and then I go to bed. It's nice. It's, it's the routine. Um, there what was if you just don't like win? A, you just never go to bed. Yeah. You just, you have to get your you win. Have to you got to set goals and you have to achieve them. Uh, and anyway, um, I lost my train of thought. They had a, like a, a He-Man um, flavored event where you could get like a Skeletor um, and He-Man um, skins for your fall guys, basically. And then they had like a twist on the map where you could collect like swords and scepters as you raced through the thing and then eventually got He-Man's terrible uh, haircut for your guy at the end of it. Um, it's pretty awful. Um, so I, I know that there was just a new He-Man series like on Netflix. Yeah, is it right? Masters of the Universe? Is that what it is? Or but is, is that, that like... Is that like a thing? I don't know. It was it was never something I was really into, so I just don't it's just off my radar, I guess. I mean like when Colby and I were kids, like He Man was Was that the everything. Yeah. But but like I I mean like I said, I know they brought there was I think Kevin Smith actually might have directed. Yeah, I'm pretty it. sure he yeah. Um, but I, w- I didn't like get the impression that it made like a big enough splash that Fall Guys would do a tie in with it. That seems very I, yeah. weird. Well they Maybe they're just like they're just running through IPs because right I impressively so like they're probably second to like Fortnite in this respect. Huh. And um because right now with like the season pass, like the uh some of the unlockable um cost costumes is I it, I will kept wanting to say skins and they're I think they're actually called costumes. Oh sure. Yeah. Costumes is probably more appropriate. Um you can be, um, I believe Spock specifically um, from Star Trek. There's a Spock costume, and there's also Alien, um, which are pretty big IPs because they kind of yeah. do this sci-fi theme. And then huh. they've had WWE. They've had, um, I mean, like they have Among Us skins. Um, I'm just trying to think of what I've seen running around. Uh, Doom, um, Halo. Of course, some of them are like video game related, so there's there the crossover is fun cross promotion. But like, there's some pretty big IPs and all kinds of like, I'm amazed at how many different uh, costumes are in there. Um, Interesting. Um, there's constantly, and every day you sign in, like there's a different one you can unlock. I think it kind of like pulls it kind of like a lottery and it says like, this is what's in your store today, um, which I kind of like, except they don't the ones that use your like free currency that you just earn like the kudos points those ones don't refresh as frequently which kind of bums me out um even though maybe that's good because i don't spend it as quickly um because i have quite a bit in the bank i have a lot of kudos in the bank um so i whenever those new things come in there if i'm like generally interested into it i have enough to just like buy those what are essentially like free to play cosmetics that you unlock um but as for like the show bucks ones, those are constantly updating. And it's just like, I don't know. You do earn some of that through play, but um, I'm not going to dump that much money into there. Interesting. But it's a lot of costumes. Man. Yeah. A lot. Um, there's, there's probably a lot that I'm forgetting off the top of my head. Um, some I think they just kind of make up. And then uh, they have a bunch of IPs in there, though. Um, they probably even have like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some Marvel ones or that I, I just don't 
I'm not remembering um, without actually Googling it. Um, there's probably someone smarter than me that's like, oh, yeah, they have this, 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 and this. But um, other than that, I played uh, some more Deep Rock Galactic. Um, they just introduced Season 3, um, which is Plague Fall. Um, so there's kind of like this contagion um, spin on some of the maps where there's like a infected area. Um and again, for those unfamiliar with Deep Rock Galactic, you are a squad of dwarves that are mining procedurally generated underground uh, layers. Um, and it's a fantastic game. It's only like, it's less than three gigabytes, um, which still blows my mind because <laughs> um, my friend has really slow internet and he was actually able to update the game and play it with us the same night, which is unheard of but because the game is only three gigabytes max that means the update was only like 600 megs and that was actually reasonable to download in just a few minutes um but again this game keeps putting in tons of great new content um and it's all free when they add it um so and i believe the game is currently on sale let me double check i just had steam open it is currently on sale through the 17th of November um, for just shy of $10, which is 67% off. Um, normally $30 game. Um, right now it's $9.89. Um, and that will get you the game and all of its future updates. Um, it is also on, it might be on Game Pass or it, it is. Is it on Game Pass? But you yeah, can't yeah. play with people on Steam, which is unfortunate. You can no. play with people, Microsoft on Windows. Um, but I started playing it on Steam, so unfortunately that's where all my... Um, there's no cross thing worked out at this point. Um, anyway, yeah, all the stuff's... Um, all the stuff they've added is free, and they've added a lot, especially when they, they've moved to doing seasons recently, um, and this is, like I said, the third one. Um, each one has added a pretty substantial new update with either new enemy types, um, new environments, because there's, like, different biomes underground, so you can have, like, underground blizzards and um, all different kind of um, environmental dangers as well as, like, encountering different kind of bug aliens down there and then different mission types, whether that be mining for a specific ore or pumping liquid um, or out of the, the ground with your pump jacks and having to build pipelines. And it's kind of a, a wild game to explain just because it has a lot of variety to it. Um, but overall, it's pretty simple. Four different classes run around underground, do dwarf things, drink ale, um, upgrade your beer license. See, I can just throw out <laughs> weird details and you're like, what the heck is this game? It's crazy. Um, but it's a really good game. Um, and I'm, again, impressed with this new um, lump of content they've added because um, I just really like the fact that games can do that. They can just be like, here's a bunch of new free content because our game is successful. And yeah. they they do have like a every time they release an update, a big update like this, they have like a small cosmetic pack that says, Hey, if you want this cosmetic pack, you can throw us 10 bucks or whatever. I think it's like seven. It might be $7 um, or something. That's just like, if you want to support them, you can buy something to give them a couple more dollars to thank them for this update, which I generally do because it's like I said, it's, yeah. very, it's very worth it. And I, I want to incentivize this model cause I really like it. Um, um, it allows me to 
vote yes with my dollars like that and say yes i like this here's my i'll 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 gladly throw you a couple bucks for the the cosmetic pack um because the game um like i'm trying to think of what's the obvious other game that i'm thinking of off the top of my head that's just way it been sea of thieves like sea of thieves is like a completely different game this many years later or whatever just by the variety of new content they've added and it's cool to see them support it so um kind of aggressively i guess to like keep a, a a schedule of new stuff coming that keeps you coming back and playing it and um the only thing I'd like to see is I think I'd like to see a couple more dwarf classes because there's only four. Um, and I think it'd be cool. I They kind of fill the different roles. I, I, I was kind of talking about it and like, what if one guy had more explodies? And it's like, that's kind of what the driller does. But I don't know. There, there's got to be something else you could throw in there at some point. Maybe that might be kind of interesting. But it's not like I've actually played all the four classes <laughs> through their whole skill trees anyway. So I don't know what I'm talking about. Um Anyway, I could talk about underground dwarf mining forever, but it's a good yeah. game. Like I haven't played game. a lot of it, yeah. But what I've played of it is a ton of fun. It's a like, ton it's of fun. Um, very unique. The difficulty is really scalable too, because you can um, you can jump in and put it on one to five difficulty. Like you can choose the difficulty of each thing, and it'll tell you how complex the cave is and how dangerous it is, and then you can up and down that however you see fit. So it's like. It's a it's a really neat neat game for I think anyone can play it and it has a good like it can be kind of relaxing while also give you some really cool firefights like it kind of just to me it hits kind of everything I want in a game that I can jump in with a bunch of friends and and play. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's a lot of fun. I've we should well, I guess I only have it on Game Pass. We so guess we can't play together. Know, it's kind of it's all right. Kind of I may own it too. Yeah, <laughs> but you might. It's probably in a, a bundle at some bundle point. somewhere. Yeah, um, it's good stuff. Definitely good stuff. Uh, how about you, Cole? What are you, what have you been playing? We played a lot of the same things, so maybe we'll, we we'll get over those until we get to the end. I played more Cyberpunk. I'm now sixty seven hours in. Um, still really good. Still, still, still enjoying it. Um. You know, don't know, don't know what else I can say about it. Um, it's a good game. <laughs> I, uh, I I find it extremely funny that a game that has been out for quite a while, um, to and it had millions of patches applied to it, from what I can tell, today had a patch that came out that makes it so female female characters' breasts don't pop out through their shirt. Um, like, like the the collision detection <laughs> is better now, so they won't just be like shirt, shirt, shirt. Oh I've, no, shirt! I don't. Well, the thing is, is it doesn't really happen. It happens when you're changing an outfit to another outfit, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't happen often. Um, but like with certain clothes, it does, and it's really like I don't know, confusing or whatever. Like the first time it happened, I'm like, because it's just like a split, like you know, it doesn't yeah, stay that way. It's yeah. just like this, like flash. And I'm like. Did what just did I what? <laughs> so I had to like switch back to the other clothes and then switch to them again. I'm like, it did happen. Like what? What the, what happened? That's um, funny. but yeah, still still good. Um, I have no idea how close. I'm like I've run out of side missions pretty much. Um, I think until I get more street cred, then I can do more of the gigs. Um, but, <laughs> I get uh, more street cred so I can do more of the exactly. gigs. Exactly. But uh. 
I'm working. The game on runs on gig economy, so exactly. <laughs> Yeah. I'm having to go pick up like lime scooters and charge them, and then do some Uber Eats. But he's uh, not joking; <laughs> it's actually fairly accurate. That's funny. But uh, I just I had to take a clown to like rob some people. So as you do, yeah, he had a grenade for a nose. I don't know Beats why. Being an Amazon driver, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, I've also played more Rogue Legacy. I think I'm about halfway through that. I've beat three of the six bosses. Um, it's real fun. Uh, I'm very much enjoying that. Uh, I, I need to like, just, I don't know, grind it a little bit because I need more like attack and defense and that requires money, but, uh, it's, it's real fun and you should buy it. That's my, uh, plug for it. And then, <laughs> holy shit, we beat Grounded Cliff. Oh, my gosh. Like, finally? Um, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm very glad we played it. Um, you, everyone should play three-fourths of that game. Right? Like, 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 get to the point. So go in, build all your stuff, get to the point where you've found all four of the burgle chips. Like, I, I hate saying that out <laughs> loud, but... Get all four of the burgle chips and then just go, hey, we won. Um, and then like go, pretend hey, that you got bigger. Uh, yeah, assume that you will get bigger with those chips and call it good. Because, like, we were, Colby and I had pretty much found, I think, the fourth one at, like, when we podcasted last week. Um, like, I don't think we'd actually gotten it, but we, we knew where it was. We knew what we needed to get there and whatever. We played that game. All of our first day of extra life, like from like nine to seven thirty at night, uh-huh. and then came back the next day and put probably another five or six hours into it uh-huh. the next day to beat it. Like the end game of and that, we had to call in people. Oh, I didn't even remember. Yeah, like like literally. So the. Like, it just ends up being, like, all these fetch quests. Like, you have to go, you've got to have these six items in order to do this. And we're like, well, none of those items exist where we are. So you have to go, like, literally all the way across the yard, which is... Kind of a pain. I don't know, five, six minutes of running? Like, there's no fast travel in that game. There's no ability to warp. There's no ability to any... There's no shortcuts. It's literally just like, all right... I'm going to run all the way across the map and and get those things that we needed. And and there are some places where I mean in in the in the instance of getting all the stuff we had to run to one edge of the map to get like berry leather and then run all the way to the other end of the map in order to get the other things. I mean it just super pain. But the like the the end bit is a 11 minute tower defense um, thing. And so there's essentially three points that you have to defend from bugs. Hundreds of bugs, maybe not hundreds, dozens of bugs. Um, So you have to build up these huge walls of defense. And like in that game, like your defense is essentially you're just building fences with leaves. but there aren't a ton of leaves in the area, so you're having to like go and like get stuff from other places. And Colby and I probably spent, I don't know, an, an hour 
maybe hour and a half yeah. just like building up defenses around um this area for an attack that we didn't really have any knowledge of how it was gonna work um we just knew you know like build these defenses and bugs were gonna come so we we did it we made it about eight minutes in and lost um and we're like i don't i don't know how to like there's only two of us how do we defend three points like you just couldn't you couldn't move around enough to to take these i mean some of these bugs are huge too like huge where they take a minute or two to kill because they're just so big and some of them fly and some of them are just like hey there's three dozen ants over here i mean it was just crazy so we we got my kid to install it and we got uh one of our, our friends jacob uh to install it and uh and like pulled them in and still had to like we had to rebuild all our defenses because they just plowed through everything so we we like built the defenses even bigger the second time like went crazy overboard so i'm like i'm not and doing then this they a just third much time ignored them. Oh, it was crazy but like the i i don't that game you do not have to play with four players you in theory can do it with one and i don't know how one person could beat that end game like i don't i don't actually physically think it's possible for a single person to beat that end game unless um, it scales and just like you know but. I mean, maybe, but I don't, I didn't, it did not feel like we had twice as many bugs the second time. No, it didn't. So, it felt like the same amount. Just like, and I think the thing is, is that game does have a optional series of events that are like tower defense things. There's like, um, I don't know, five or six of them throughout the map where you can defend a single point against an onslaught of bugs. So they, they do teach you how to do it, but it's optional. Like Colby and I did one of them um, and never did another one. Or no, I guess we did two because there was two. one. And you had to do the second one. No, uh, yeah, you didn't have to do the second one. We didn't we did have it. to do the one in the sandbox? No, we needed what it brought. It brought the antlions and we needed Oh, those. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the crazy thing is, is probably halfway through the day on Saturday, we just got sick of dealing with like the game mechanics and turned on God mode. So like we lost against all these bugs and couldn't die. It wasn't that they killed us. Like we could not die. It was that we could not physically kill the bugs fast enough um, in order to do it. It just like, it took a game that I had really enjoyed up until that point. Like I'd really enjoyed the progression. I really enjoyed all the, the things you had to do. And just like, just kind of biffed the ending. Like I thought the ending was really, you know, um, not not great. Um, that being said, like, is that game worth playing? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Especially if you can get four people to play it. I think, like, I I think we probably could have beat that end with three, um, three people who knew what they were doing. But like Carter hadn't played it in who knows how long, and yeah. Jacob had played it, but like not since the beta, I don't think, or, well, or like and, the first release. So. And it was like, hey guys, here's weapons that we have, like yeah, you know, lying around. Yeah, I don't know. I I was not I was not pleased with the end game. I really figured we'd play it for like four or five hours on on uh, on Saturday and then just be done. But also, I mean, even once you got everything, there was still like a bunch of other weird stuff. There was like a 
I don't even want to call it a cutscene. It was like more like exposition. There was like, I don't know, a, like an eight minute scene where a, to- a floating head just talked, excuse me, talked at you for like, I mean, like literally Colby and I were like watching it, watching it, watching it. And then like we both like drifted off and started doing other things. We came back, we're like, what do we do now? He's like, I, I stopped paying attention. I'm like, oh shoot, I stopped paying attention too. <laughs> because it was just like, I don't know. It, it. I don't want to say that it felt like a game where the developers were like, oh man, this thing's been an open, like, you know, I don't know what they call it, not open beta, but like the the pre uh, game preview. Yeah, it's been in game preview for too long, and we need to finish it. Like we told Microsoft this would get done, but it had a like kind of a feeling where just like they're like. I guess we'll just wrap it up. Um, we're not going to give a lot of thought to whether it's a good wrap up or not. We're just going to like, you know, it, it's done now. Um, but having not played it during game preview, I don't, I don't know what the end game was before this either. So I don't know. I it was fine. Like I mean, it was good enough. I guess. Um, what else did we did we play anything else together, Call? Nope. <laughs> that was it. We were just done. Uh, we tried to play a little Farming Simulator 2022 together but like couldn't get it to work um, i played a little bit of it and it is a sim ass simulator like yeah, very very simmy in, unless you like your sims very sim <laughs> unless you like your sims very sim um i finished up as dusk falls uh with my wife we played that uh we it was kind of fun actually we played it on twitch um and it has twitch integration so when it's it's that game if you remember i played the first like three chapters of it maybe oh, i'm gonna say two or three months ago at this point and it's it's the game where essentially you're just making choices in the game like you don't really directly play it it's more like things happen and then you choose how the next things are going to happen so like you can play it on a controller you can play it on a phone but if you're broadcasting it you can play it on twitch too so like brooke and i were here obviously um, I was playing with a controller and she was playing it on her phone. Um, and Carter, actually, my, my son was playing with this too. So he was on a phone. Um, but then people in our Twitch chat could actually go in and it made it so every choice you had was numbered. So they could just go like, ah, number four. And that would count as a vote towards uh, the decision you made next. So that was that was really fun. Um, we played it again with Jacob and we played it with um, uh, Rich, the guy who takes care of our website for a while. So it was... Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It was it was genuinely uh, a good time. I I wish the ending had been maybe a little uh, yeah a little more like defined. Um, there's a, a grandfather in the game that like something happens to at the end and they just kind of leave it open to like. I guess you hope that there is a sequel because otherwise you don't find out what happened. But I was pretty happy with our playthrough. Um, we we did have one character that got killed off that I felt really, really, really bad about. But like, what do you do? What do you do? So that was fun. Uh, I played some Stardew Valley. I haven't played Stardew Valley probably since Extra Life last year. That was kind of fun to, to mess around with in a little while. It's kind of, it's kind of funny, though, because we played my computer save, which is very, very, very different than my Xbox save. And it like having to actually go out and like water plants and stuff is like not as much fun as you remember it being. Um, and then I played a little teeny bit of Dwarf Romantic uh, too. Um, and the only real big news there is there's a ton of new tile sets for that game. It's uh, 
it's got a bunch of, of new things to kind of reflect new seasons, I believe. So that uh, Dorfermanic still is one of the f- most fun, like just super chill, sit and listen to podcasts, li- sit and listen to music kind of games you can play. So check that out. Uh, Patreon. Let's talk about the wonderful people that uh, support our podcast, help us pay for things like our software, help us pay for things like our website. Um, keep Colby in meth, I believe. Is that, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> There's not a lot of money left over after the website and uh, the uh, the software we use. So it's really low quality meth. Colby's pretty much just like snorting straight Sufadrine. It's made in a Gatorade bottle. It's made in a Gatorade bottle. And really, it's just like uh, caffeine pills. Um, Colby is just constantly so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. <laughs> so we were talking, like, well, first, Patreon. Thank you to all our wonderful patrons, our uh, amazing $10 producer-level patrons. Uh, keep us keep us going. We say their name on every podcast. Big shout-out to Alan Schulte, Joe Cole Jr., Anonymous, and the aforementioned Rich Deacon. Uh, you guys are fantastic, and uh, we love all of you and all of our other patrons as well. <sighs> Elizabeth Berkeley, Cole. Uh-huh. Elizabeth Berkeley, Dylan. We watched a Christmas movie with her in it the other day. She's a terrible actress. And it kind of has always been a terrible actress. Like, she's been in some things where she wasn't bad. So is it? do you think that she is not a terrible actress and she just does terrible movies? Yes. <sighs> okay. that Maybe that explains it. Because, like, I, you know, we were thinking back on, like, she was kind of terrible in Saved by the Bell. But, like, Saved by the Bell was not greatly written but i didn't i feel that she was worse than almost everybody else in that which Um, character was she again she's the tall girl with the curly hair she's the chick from uh showgirls okay she's not tiffany amber theason i guess um and she's not african-american so like if if that helps not lisa turtle she's not she's not she's not she's not Um, ac slater She's not. Uh, she's not the girl from King of Queens either. Um, okay, Leah Remney. Leah Remney. Yeah. Um, you know, we were just trying to figure that out because, like, it's so many things I've seen her, and she's just so bad. Um, I just wonder how she keeps doing it. But good for her that she does. Uh, all right. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about. So we're gonna. We're gonna we're gonna lead with a, a question. Actually, we're gonna we're gonna. Huh? That, I gave Rich the wrong link. He just joined our podcast. <laughs> I guess he just has to be quiet now. Um, but but is Lay in the background? Lay is Rich's dog, and she is very very cute. Um, no, Leia. <laughs> and you Rich has refused to be quiet. You can see the chewy box in the mess. I'm just calling her. I can just leave now, right? No, I'll go nope. back to quiet. So. Uh-huh. So no no Rich is here now. Uh Rich Deacon joined the podcast. He is the wonderful person who uh takes care of our website. He's also a very good friend of mine. He lives uh I don't know, like what, forty miles north or 40, 40 minutes north of here, Rich? Yeah, about that. Yeah, so so Rich is really essentially the reason that I moved is. to there's Leia. His dog is accusing <laughs> the world. Rich is essentially the reason I moved to Florida. So he's here now. Uh, on the podcast. Uh, so first question was uh, about how was Extra Life? So we're going to talk a little bit about Extra Life. Um, it was great. We raised, 
Oh. Are we doing questions now and just skipping news? No, the, my first news was about Extra Life, but oh. Alan asked how Extra Life was. So, oh, okay. it, you know, it was the first question. We raised $4,695, which is... Uh, it was mostly me. It was mostly Colby, and I believe that makes it our third best Extra Life of, of the last... Uh, of the last six years, I believe, if I'm if I'm correct, let's see. I can I can verify that right now. So our best our best ever extra life we raised uh, almost fifty eight hundred dollars. Our second best we raised almost fifty two hundred dollars, and this one at forty seven hundred is our third best. So top fifty percent of of uh, extra life years. Um, absolutely fantastic. We are currently uh, team two hundred eighty nine out of over three thousand. I think over thirty five hundred. So like. We we show up really well for, you know, a handful of nerds that listen to a podcast. Um, and, and, like, let's be frank, too. Like, we can say, like, hey, we did really good. But uh, once again, um, uh, Hans, who is a, a sometimes guest on this this podcast, uh, we do 8-Bit Bites with him. And he, he subs for Dylan every once in a while. He raised $3,500 by himself. So, <laughs> like, he raised $3,500. The rest of us chipped in another twelve. <laughs> So again, uh, you know, our, our extra life hero, he continues to fundraise in ways that I don't even understand. Um, I will say though, that, uh, 300 of those dollars actually came from rich himself. So, so rich was a, a, a top level donor in our, in our extra life, uh, mission. So big, big shout out to rich. That was a, a huge donation. That was actually the biggest donation we got this year. So You're welcome. thank you, sir, for, for keeping us honest and, you know, supporting kids everywhere. Um, that also means that we have passed $27,000 um, all time. So that was in the last six years we've raised, I think it's 27,000. Actually, I have the, I think I have the total right here. $27,245. So pretty great. That should mean that we should break $30,000 next year. No problem. Um, and just continues to be uh, a bright point for me. Uh, every single year, um, every single year we, we have more fun. Um, hope, hopefully now with COVID, like, I mean, it's still here. It's still a problem, but no one seems to care about it anymore. So maybe, maybe next year can be our, our big, our big, like extra life blowout. We're going to go to Indiana and just have a, a great, great weekend. So we'll see. Uh, you actually can still donate too through the end of the year. So if you really are like, man, 40, you know, 40, 46.95 is not enough. You want to get us to 47, you could donate $5 and and tip us over into the $4,700 range. Or if, you know, you just want to drop in another $305, we could get to to 5K. So uh, every every year it's fun. Uh, BiteMePodcast.com slash Extra Life to, uh, to donate through the end of the year. It is tax deductible if you're looking for a tax shelter for the millions of dollars you owe, you know, like that, that, you know, you, you have earned this year. You can just dump it all. We should get Wesley Snipes as like a viewer. (laughs) Perfect. All right. Let's talk about some news. Uh, Final fantasy 16 is, I guess the next final (laughs) fantasy coming out. Um, It's exclusive to the PS five for six months. And that's just like, just long enough to piss me off. Like, it's not, 
it's not exclusive long enough for it to really matter, but like just enough to be annoying, like just enough for it to like we're, probably go ahead. We're both 15 and I mean, seven is going to also be. Yeah, probably, but it's like in this day and age. Oh, it sucks. Yeah, no, I hate it. And I like, I kind of get first party releases, but why is Sony still paying these people? I mean, I guess it's because it's Square Enix and like they probably need the money to fund like their NFT ventures or, or whatever Square Enix is doing these days. Um, but like, why? Why this? All this does is it makes it so everyone who's not playing it on a PlayStation finds out all of the plot points, all the, you know, spoilers, <laughs> all the everything for six months before they can play it. Because it's also exclusive to, I mean, it's just PS5. It's not coming out on the PC either. So Xbox and PC have to wait six months. And I'm just like, it's 2022 for Christ's sake. Like, can we just stop this? Um, but if you're thinking like, well, why? Give me a reason. Well, at to least not- there's black people in it. <laughs> Give me a reason not to play Final Fantasy 16. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to read you a little quote here. Surely they're writing on their historical, you know, accurate chocobos. <laughs> the producer uh Naoki Yoshida said the sequel won't have many black characters or people of color because it takes place in a geographically isolated realm in Inspired by medieval Europe, and it wouldn't be realistic to have a quote <laughs> unquote ethnically diverse cast. This is a difficult question, but one that was unex, but not one that was unexpected. <laughs> the other difficult question was a follow up of, but why? <laughs> Seeing as diversity in entertainment media has become a much discussed <laughs> a much discussed topic as of late. When asked why there wasn't anyone in Final Fantasy XVI. We saw how well it worked with Kingdom Come Deliverance and thought, why not us? The answer I have, however, may end up being disappointing to some, depending on individual expectations. (laughs) And that's just because it's set in medieval Europe where there were never any black people at all, ever. Of course. Yeah, as as Colby is pointing out, the Moors lived there for a long time, but also there was tons of people uh, of color that were trading and living in Europe for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. It's, it's Final Fantasy. Why? Like, what? What is the point? Again, you're writing chocobos, but they're like, what if we just, what if we made it historically accurate ish? Kind of. It's, it's, I definitely it's, never uh, thought of Final Fantasy as being any sort of analog to anything. Anything <laughs> that's news to me. I mean, not that I ever really played it. So, but I played Final Fantasy it's 15, Final I guess, Fantasy. and like the the realism in there was that every single character had a like it was it was the most melting pot of melting pots in the entire world but everyone still had their very distinct uh accent from wherever they were well, except for the the uh uh the the what the mechanic she was from the deep fantasy south, south. <laughs> deep, yeah like 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 foghorn leghorn south um and, and remember the newspaper reporter i don't remember what his accent was but i remember it being just outlandishly bad so i don't 
I don't know. Anyway, Final Fantasy 16 is set in Europe, apparently. Who knew? Uh, you guys might have remembered Cozy Grove came out. It was kind of a... Um, Shoot, I what's really the name of that? I to like that game. Yeah, Animal what's that? Crossing. Yeah, it's, it's a real Animal Crossing kind of game. Um, if you're into Animal Crossing, I hear it's very, very good. Um, it, uh, it was just cute. Um, but apparently Netflix bought that their developers, uh, bought the developer of, of Cozy Grove, Spry Fox, um, and, and made them the sixth in-house game studio, which, which leads to two questions. Um, I know about Spry Fox. I know about um, the folks who made Oxenfree. Who are the other four? <laughs> First of all, and second of all, why is Nintendo? Why why does Netflix own six video game developers? Yet they have like seven video games on their their you know little app thing, and one of them is like a bad basketball game. Um, I'm I'm very. Very, very confused why Nintendo or why I don't know why I want to keep calling them Nintendo. Probably because it makes sense for Nintendo to buy video game developers and it doesn't make sense for Netflix to do it. I guess to answer the first question is they they own Next Games, who made the Stranger Things games. Uh, they made night they bought Night School Studios, the folks who own Oxenfree, Boss Fight Entertainment, who made Dungeon Boss, which I had never heard of, but people seem to think was a big deal and then they have two studios they've they've launched so i just don't understand how you can have all of these things and only have 30 games in your app it's so weird to me and and how they seem to be really 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 serious about like buying game studios and making video games but also don't have like, like, how do you find them? Colby had to, like, it took Colby <laughs> 10 minutes to figure out how to download a game. Like, I don't, I don't know. It, it just continues to baffle me. And really, 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 like, I, I we don't have to make, like, predictions about um, Stadia anymore. So I guess I can start making predictions about Netflix. Netflix is going to stop doing video games in 2023. And all these studios are going to have to lay everybody off. Like, it's, it's just, it's what's going to happen. <sighs> Probably, yeah. Anyway, uh, Microsoft, uh, a, a company that famously owns Xbox, you may have heard of it. Um, their their shareholders would really, really like it if um, Microsoft would do a report that would address um, all the different ways that Microsoft um, interacts with the military, um, like HoloLens, um, I would not be shocked if <laughs> there are a number of other ways. And Microsoft just said, like, no, don't don't you worry about it at all. It is absolutely fine. We we thought about it a whole bunch and said, no, I think it's cool. Don't worry about it. Uh, $22 billion from HoloLens uh, going into Microsoft. So, I don't know. Every once in a while, I like to say shitty things about Microsoft just so people don't think I'm too much of a fanboy. Does that, does that work? Do the shareholders really care about where they're getting their money from? Yeah, I, every once in a while, Cole, you find like a capitalist who actually has a soul, and uh, or maybe maybe you got to think about this the other way, Cole. They're they're they want to maybe get that report to see if there's other ways in <laughs> yeah, like, which we can. <laughs> could, could we be getting more money from the military? Does does Microsoft make bombs? Could Microsoft make bombs? That's the question. We've got flight sim. 
what if we just use that for drones? <laughs> what if we told Xbox gamers they were <laughs> dropping fake bombs on fake targets and instead, like, it would solve some of our PTSD problems, it would solve a lot of our training problems, like... That's totally what I'm, the next America's Army is going to be. <laughs> You're just controlling the Boston Dynamic dogs. <laughs> no one you, no one knows, but <laughs> some people know. And it's all because Microsoft wouldn't allow them to <laughs> to do a little bit of investigative looking into what Microsoft's doing with the military. Uh, let's see. Uh, Blizzard continues to be Blizzard. You'll be shocked. Um, the QA team in Albany, uh, Blizzard Albany, I guess, uh, up in... New York, I New guess York. that's where Albany is. Uh, Albany, Albany <laughs> uh, has wanted to unionize. They literally have sent out ballots to people uh, a number of, of weeks ago on the 27th of October. Like people have these ballots that are ready to vote and like Activision is doing this last ditch appeal to the NLRB saying like, no, no, everyone at this company needs to unionize or no one does. It's just the only thing that's fair. So it, they've tried this before. They lost. It's it's really, really dumb. Um, but again, it's just Activision trying to hold on to any small chance that they just won't be in an entirely union shop by this time next year. All right, Cole, you have a PSVR. I do. Would you? Are you going to buy a PSVR 2? Dear Lord, no. How much? I know how you, much they cost. <laughs> what would you think a reasonable price for a PSVR 2 would be? And I'm going I to preface paid, that by saying the Quest 2 costs $400. <laughs> I, I want to say I paid $250 for my PSVR. And do you think, think. that $100 and, more than that would be fair? Yes. Do you think $100 more than that would be fair? No. Maybe 50 <laughs> Maybe do you, 50 Do you think $100 more than that would be fair? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> PSVR Should it two. cost more than the PS5? <laughs> I, I would say that that would be a non-starter for me, but what the hell do I know? PSVR 2 will be officially released on February 22nd for $549.99. Pre-orders begin November 15th if you think that is a reasonable amount of money to pay for a VR headset that you still have to plug into your <laughs> PlayStation instead of using it totally wirelessly like you could with a far less expensive Quest 2. <sighs> anyway, uh, last thing here. Um <sighs> Someone, someone describe this gaming chair. Um, Amazing. I, I, That's all we need. So it has a French fry holder, a drink holder, two holders for dips for your nugs, a hot box to keep your McCrispy warm while you're gaming, a built-in napkin holder, and two reusable napkins with McCrispy branding, a stain-proof leather treatment so you can enjoy your McCrispy in peace. What and is a McCrispy? I don't know. Oh, well, that is that is the name of this chair, call. Oh. <laughs> Modular armrest to allow <laughs> users to swap their McCrispy to different sides. I, I'm... 
McDonald's made a gaming chair. Thank God they are only I mean, making four of these. Yeah. <laughs> half of those features I'm okay with. You say that again, Dylan? I think half of those features I'm okay with, but... Is it because you want a fry holder in your gaming chair? No, I think... I mean, to a degree, a fry and drink holder, I think, could be useful. Because if I'm not sitting at a desk, right? Yeah, but so, who sits on a gaming chair not at a desk? Like, breaks out their gaming chair to sit in their living room playing their PlayStation? I'm sure there's people out there. <laughs> is it? Is it? So is the answer, Dylan, is it those people every once in a while you see on the internet where they're like, and this is my apartment, and it's like a a, a 65 yeah, inch TV exactly. on a cardboard box and there's like on a bear block with a blank. Yeah. <laughs> there's a bear mattress in the corner and then like a $7,500 gaming chair in front of yeah. it. <laughs> um, I also have a habit of because my legs are atrociously long, I'll knee my desk and spill my drink. Oh, fair. So if it was so attached if I had to a your drink holder on the chair. That would probably not happen. I would just constantly be running that um, into my my desk and spilling my drink that way, I think. Now, I definitely do not need dipping sauce holders because my nugs are never going to make it to the point in which I'm playing games. I would just eat them and then play games. So, so you're, not ever, you're never sitting at home and, uh, like order mcdonald's delivery and they just bring no, a bunch of nugs it's never going to be warm enough my my neighbor across the street has mcdonald's delivered to their house at least every other day and every time i see it i'm like ew <laughs> like first of all i can't believe how expensive that must be and second of all oh, oh yeah ew <laughs> so i have a question yes is this in the united states because the McCrispy, I cannot find anything except in other countries. Like hmm. England apparently has a McCrispy because I'm reading this and I'm like, they're like it's replacing the, the the chicken legend, which has been on the staple for 15 years. I'm like, what the hell's a chicken legend? I would um, absolutely <laughs> eat a chicken legend. I don't even eat chicken. What they call a chicken sandwich in. In, I mean, it's like a bad Pulp Fiction. I, I was think. just going to say, there are no, they don't have quarter pounders because of the metric system. So you know what they call a quarter pounder? <laughs> you know what they call a uh, chicken sandwich in England? <laughs> chicken legend. You know why? No. No one does. <laughs> no one does. No reason. Oh, uh, apparently you can only, you can't purchase one of these. You can only win it as part of some sort of Facebook competition. Um, I, I'm, I think you mean meta. No, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I actually do not. All right. That's enough of that. I, I, I want to stop thinking about that right we now. We spent too much time on this. Too much time on it. All right. It's question time. Uh, Rich is here, so he can actually ask his own questions, but we're going to ask one from uh, Spade says, there might be someone outside I need to bark at. Hold on. Uh, first question from Alan S. He has, says, what tools like pliers, screwdrivers, etc., do you think uh, everyone should have in their collection? Expanding on that, what is your favorite most used tool in your collection? Uh, it cannot be your penis. I'm sorry. Um, pickle I, picker upper? A what? Pickle picker upper? Like one of those little things you use to pick yeah. a pickle? Yeah, everyone should have one of those. Do you have one? 
So it's like what a, is? it's like you push a plunger down and like these, it's like a it, syringe, it, except it's got like a claw machine at the yeah, end. It's like a, pick up pickles. And so you can take pickles out of a, a, a bottle of pickles. I mean, you could also just use a fork, but. Or my fingers? Well, that's well, gross then, then. What if yeah. other people want to pick up pickles out of your pickle jar? No one's grabbing pickles out of my pickles. But what if they were? What if what if I came over to your house and I'm like, hmm, pickles. And I would generally wash my hands before I picked a pickle out of generally. my pickle. Generally. You said generally. It's doing a lot of the yeah, heavy lifting I mean, I in would. that sentence. Like, <laughs> what that's if, not what you said, though. <laughs> what if what if your wife is not doing that? What if she's like getting in there and like stirring it around? Even. Mm, that <laughs> juice is good. <laughs> Ah. All right, Colby chooses the pickle picker upper, which is I don't know a fantastic unitasker. <laughs> what what tool do you feel is is important, Cole? I'm just gonna go with screwdriver. I, I like that as an example because like you need those. Yeah, it's true. I would suggest that no matter what, everyone just go to like Target and just buy one of those twenty dollar tool sets. Yeah, because generally that's kind of what you need. I mean, you can go buy a real expensive one, but if you're just, you know, like, hey, occasionally I need to do something, those work just fine. I uh, I have the one from Ikea. The one from Ikea, it's $9 or $10, and it's very good. So that is that is a, a good choice. Um, I, I'm actually going to say I think everyone should have a, like, cordless electric drill, like a chargeable drill, um, because they're just infinitely useful, and they don't have to be very expensive. Like, you can get a pretty good one for, like, 40 or 50 bucks. Um, but I would also suggest getting a metric and standard set of um, Allen wrench attachments for that drill because it'll make everything you do shockingly easier, especially if you put together like a lot of Ikea furniture um, or like I used it to put my patio furniture together. Like anything that uses Allen wrench bolts is shockingly easier if you have a power drill with, with you know, some some good Allen wrench attachments. So, all right, Rich, it's your time to shine. What is your favorite tool? That's a hard one. Um, I would probably say, we'll go sexy and say air gun. Ooh, I have one. I've never used it. Finish nailer, something like that. Those are just awesome. I got one for Christmas last year, and my, my, uh, my air compressor broke, and so I bought a new air compressor like three weeks ago, but I've not nailed anything yet, but I'm excited to, to try it. So that's a that's a good call. How about you, Dylan? I've not nailed anything yet. I've not nailed anything yet. Since I moved to Florida, I've not nailed anything. It's it's a shame. Um, I don't I don't know. I have many, many tools. Um, I never thought handy. of my tools as a collection. Um. I also grew up always having most tools you would need for anything. So I don't I don't realize one being particularly handy because we just usually had, had tools. Them. I agree that having power drills is like cordless drills is invaluable. Um, I guess that's probably I, I would um, say too like I mean, like I think everyone who works on computers should have like a good computer toolkit um, yeah. because like you need the the right sized thing for working computers. Is really nice. Yeah. Like, um, uh, I think air compressors are nice. I think having like the right tool for a job 
is important too. Like I've, yeah. I, I'm like you, Dylan, where I grew up, my dad had a shop in our garage and he had one of every tool in the world. So like growing up, right. we always had the right tools. Um, and I have never been that person as an adult. Yeah. Um, and so I do a lot of like, I don't know, I'm sure I can use this screwdriver even though it's out. wrong. And like it is always like it might take longer to go to Home Depot and get the right tool. <laughs> um, right. But the the process will always almost always work better if you own the right tool. So I think that's that's it. All right. Uh, Rich, you, you have to ask your question now. You are here. Sure. So you have to ask your question. So I played uh, Overwatch over the weekend. Um, Overwatch 2, I guess I should say, since they changed it to 6v6 versus the 5v5. Um, I didn't personally notice that much of a difference. Um, but do you think, um, like it's not removing like the building mechanic of Fortnite where there was a major change. Um, but has there been a change to a game or a feature in a game that causes the game to be ruined after they made that change? Whew, a game that I loved that they then added jetpacks to. Um, <laughs> you stole Dylan's answer. <laughs> I'm trying to think. A I, franchise we, that I loved that then added specifically talking weapons. about like a game like Overwatch where they literally killed one game and replaced it with another one. So like, no, I think a just patch, like a game. Are we talking about like yeah. when Call of Duty decided to put jetpacks in their next game? It yeah, was lame. A specific feature that that kind of ruined it. Okay. Doesn't have to be something like, well, I mean, Overwatch one to two is just kind of stupid, but weird. Like, I don't think it's ever happened before. Yeah. It's just weird. Should, I'm so that. confused. Yeah, I, I for me, I would say um, it was when games like Assassin's Creed went from being like a normal length video game to being like a 200 hour collectathon with uh, like like i mean assassin's creed games used to be a normal length um like you could you could just play that game and it wasn't like they weren't 70 hours long but i mean i'm just going to say that in general like when games used to be super hard and really short like <laughs> i don't need games to last forever um that's yeah. really it for me um, the first Assassin's Creed was 15 hours. Uh -huh. Valhalla is 60 hours. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is I remember I was going to play all the Zelda games. Because I'm like, oh, I haven't played a ton of the Zelda games. And you look at like, you know, Zelda 1 is like 10 hours. Zelda 2 is like 10 hours. Like Link to the Past is like 15. And then you start getting into them. They're like, oh, this one's now 65. And I'm like, but why? Like, and I... If I thought it was like a price value thing where like video games are so expensive <laughs> now that you have to make them longer for them to seem like they have value. But video games used to be shockingly expensive, um, you know, adjusted for inflation. So I don't know. Video games are too damn long. That's what I'm saying. Um, and no breakable oh, weapons. Oh, just, yeah. Breakable weapons. I hate it. How about you, Cole? you have any thoughts? That was, that was I mean, like literally uh, – Legend of Zelda went from a game that I very much enjoyed to I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna get the next one. Yeah. Yep. If it's the same. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Did you did you come to any conclusions, Dylan? Was it just jetpacks? Yeah. I mean, I could I could probably rattle a bunch, but like Breath of the Wild is a good example because I think I'm trying to think of the easiest way to say it, but like putting survival mechanics in a not survival game is kind of weird. Yeah. Um. 
like games can be based around that, but Breath of the Wild certainly isn't. No. Like it's a light action RPG. It should not have. Um, I shouldn't have to really eat. detailed survive. Not that they are that detailed, but like, why do I? Why is my stamina bar so short? And why is my breath so small? And why are my things breaking? And why is cooking food so slow? And it's just like because that stuff's really not important to the experience and the game would people that liked the game would have liked it just as much without those things and the people that hate those things hate that game because of it yeah um and and i mean i'll be honest like that is grounded like grounded has a million systems but the difference between grounded and and uh, breath of the wild is you can turn all of them off like just yeah. don't want to eat cool turn off eating don't want stamina cool turn off turn off stamina like that made a shockingly large i would never have played that much grounded if we'd had to keep eating every you know yeah. 8 hours like it was just stupid um i don't i have to eat and drink in real life and like i'm not super thrilled about I'm it already there. sick of doing that <laughs> like yeah. you know i don't i don't need to do it in video games too so uh rich has two questions because he's special he gets a second so please, please ask that again uh, so this one actually happened this week because I wasn't feeling good. So it's not to the point where you can't eat, but when you start to feel a little better, when you're sick, what is your go-to food? So for me, it usually is something kind of like cookies or something <laughs> like uh, crab crackers, animal crackers, that type of thing. You know, mine, mine when I'm sick is cookies. Mine when I'm well is cookies. Uh, I was going to say, that's just my go-to food. Yeah, cookies are just great. I was trying to think about this. Like, what do I eat when I was sick? And, the, you know, the crazy thing is I haven't been sick since like 2019, like wearing a mask everywhere actually has some like upsides. And I don't, I'm having a hard time remembering what I ate last time I was sick. I will, I will say uh, when I am sick, I probably drink way more Coke um, because it always tastes pretty good. And it like gives you a little bit of a, like a little caffeine buzz um, or Sprite. Like I like it when I'm, when I'm sick, I, I want soda. So that's probably it for me. How about you, Cole? So I don't really have a go-to, but I will say that I've only had food poisoning like probably two or three times in my life. And every single time as I'm getting better from food poisoning, what sounds best is whatever food I assume gave me food poisoning. I have that, no idea that why. That is it's so weird. That is the weirdest but, thing. Agreed. But like when I when I, I got it from probably Taco Time, they're, uh, they're crispy chicken burritos and like, I don't know. Four or five days later, I'm like, man, I could really go for some of those. <laughs> but, I uh, and it's happened that, that same with like Del Taco. I'm like, mm, I could sure go for a you know Del Beef burrito. Maybe more of the story is you should stop eating like Mexican fast food. Call it's so good though. It is so good. It, we we were talking the other day. I'm like, man, I haven't had the Del Taco forever. I'm like, there's one like. 14 miles away from here is it worth driving like 45 minutes to get del taco i'm like eh, maybe. no but yes <laughs> um yeah i've only had food poisoning twice and it uh, the the first thing i got food poisoning for i don't believe i ever ate again and the second one i'm like man i do like omelets a lot though so <laughs> it was all right how about you dylan I like the classic like chicken noodle soup i think oh man Chicken noodle soup is great. Like Campbell's chicken noodle soup. Just like the, I don't really know if these are noodles or chicken. But, <laughs> um, 
Um, get like three morsels of chicken in there, and it's fantastic. Yeah, no, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. All right, uh, next question is from Monotone Screaming. Uh, man, this is this is like such an awful question. Not because it's a bad question, but because I think we could answer this one forever. What are some popular games that you either dislike or are indifferent to, and why? <laughs> what do you think? Final Fantasy. I'm kind of like I'm fairly indifferent to Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Legend of Zelda, if they stay with Breath of the Wild mechanics. Uh Breath of the Wild. Um maybe Borderlands going forward. Yeah. Like Borderlands 3 kind of I'm like I don't know. I I had a well uh, uh what's the one they was the Handsome Jack collection that had the yeah. one that was set on like that one and Borderlands 3 I was kind of like meh. Um Call of Duties maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I want to play them, but every time, like, I will say that if for some reason they do come to Game Pass, I will play the Call of Duties. But, like, I went to look at one of them the other day and I'm like, why is this still like $45? It came out. You know, this isn't Nintendo. Who do you think you are, Call of Duty? Uh, it, that Those entire, like, genre of games, whether it's Call of Duty or Modern Warfare or yeah. Battlefront or Battlefield, it doesn't matter. The thing is, is who knows? They all have the same name. Um, like that entire genre of games, I feel that way about. Like the single player games are are generally pretty good. But I'm not gonna pay seventy dollars for that. That's ridiculous. No. Um, I think the Far Cry series might be on its way out for me. Like, um, five was so goofy and fun and weird, and six was just like so boring. Like I just so I don't know. I, I, I unfortunately I think that the answer to this is. Just like AAA games in general games for me. Games in general. Yeah. yeah. Like it, if it's not on, I was talking to a client today and we were talking about video games because he's my one client I can talk to about video games. And I was saying that, you know, like if it's not on Game Pass anymore, like I'm not going to play it. It's just, it's the reality. So, and there aren't a lot of AAA games in there and the ones that are, are kind of weird. So, I don't know. Uh, also, roguelikes. For the most part, <laughs> anything that starts with CCG roguelite is is pretty much out. So, uh, what about what about you, Rich? What do you hate? Yeah, I'm pretty much the same with Final Fantasy. I kind of avoided that whole series. I'm not a big fan of turn by uh, turn based like fighting, uh, unless it's not unless it's like non serious fighting. So, like costume quest was awesome because it was kind of funny cool. Um, but if it's like kind of serious, well, I don't know if Final Fantasy is serious, but if it's like, you know, a major part of it, I kind of just tune out because it's, you know, I guess because I'm so first person shooter, it just takes too long to go through the cycle <laughs> of defensive and offensive. And so that's one for me. And also I fell pretty hard out of uh, um, Borderlands 2. Um, I was a huge fan of, of the first two. And then the third one, I just really just lost interest fast. So I, like, did because anyone like Borderlands 3? <laughs> The, the playability's not there. I don't think I disliked it. Um, I think anytime a big series like that has enough entries at some point, it's just it's lost its yeah kind of initial yeah. excitement. So I don't know. It's tough. No, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I think even by the time I played the 
I think I played the first one multiple playthroughs. I don't even think I did that with the second one. So even by that time, I I think it was already kind of waning for me. Even though I really like enjoyed the core of the game, and I think I still enjoy the core of Borderlands Three, but it just doesn't quite have the same like discovery of all these new weapons and the craziness and it's kind of just like I, i've done this before i think the so. thing is i wish i could point to the thing in borderlands 3 that i didn't like but it was just like an overall like i don't know i just don't like borderlands 3 it's yeah. <laughs> i, I can't even tell you what it was about it that i didn't like it was just like, it just wasn't the same uh yeah. I don't yeah. All right. Uh, finally, Extra Life Icon. Uh, I believe that is actually Icon Rising. Jacob, who uh, played with us a couple games on Extra Life, he says, "What's your favorite omelet add-on? Like, so if you're making an omelet, what kind of omelet do you eat?" I, I guess the first question is, Colby, do you eat omelets? I know you're a, a scrambled egg aficionado. So, like, is an omelet an yeah, okay? An, an omelet's a, a scrambled egg. It's just one big scrambled yeah. egg. <laughs> yeah. I love scrambled eggs and I don't really care for omelets. Interesting. So, yeah, so I, like omelets. I want my eggs to be scrambled and fluffed. Okay. So, so Dylan avoids. Yeah. Avoids uh, uh, omelets. I've had like one omelet in the past probably 10 years and that was in uh, Norway or Sweden. I don't remember which one. Was it good? Just a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was fine. You should go to the original pancake. You know what would have been better? Scramble. They make big fluffy omelets. They do. They bake them in the oven. They're interesting. They're really yeah. Nice. See, I, I I think I'd like that more, but I still think it's not quite what I'm after. Just head over to Maple Valley. Try try a, a giant baked and omelet. I, and I prefer uh, my eggs fried generally. Interesting. I eat three fried eggs every morning, pretty much. I do like a good fried egg. Um, I just steak like today. Ooh. I, uh, being a vegetarian, my options tend to be relatively limited in omelet land, which is kind of weird. Um, so I, I usually eat a veggie omelet or like a, like a California. I really like just like, uh, cheese and avocado actually in an omelet. So, you know, I don't like anything that isn't meat or cheese in it for the most part. I like yeah. maybe I I'll have a, yeah, onion and pepper, but past that, like. I don't think they belong in omelets. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind if they got. They have some mushrooms in them. That's all right. Gross. That's um, fair. Uh, so like, I, like, I, are you like a ham and cheddar omelet kind of person, or just a Denver? A Denver omelet. I don't know what's in a Denver omelet. Ham and it's sausage. Ham and ham and cheese. And peppers oh, okay. usually. Peppers. Yeah. 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 I it. prefer like sausage and stuff. I don't know. I like if if there's like a meat lovers omelet. That's generally what I'll choose. Where's yeah. the anti cliff omelet? You know, the yep. funny thing is, is like yes, now absolutely, but like back in the day, that would have been like I. It's so funny for me, like because I I stopped eating meat in like uh, 2002, and in the I don't know 15. Well, I guess 20. I can't do math. Let's see. I was like 20. 425 I guess um, like the 25 years before I became a vegetarian I ate all the meats all the time I was like a you know a meat lovers pizza I was like a, a give me the have meat you ever lovers. eaten kangaroo I've not e- I haven't I haven't eaten a lot of exotic meats but I have eat I used to eat like just meat lovers it's pizzas gamey. yeah I've heard it is kind of kind of gamey but it was from you so from me yeah um, you know like you know steak sandwiches you know, uh, meat loves omelets. I remember one time I alligator. went to, I've not eaten alligator either because you said it was kind of, it was okay. Uh, it was okay. <laughs> uh, 
anyway, so how times change, I guess, is is the moral of the story. Um, I did try um, Beyond Camel. No, uh, have you tried Camel? Beyond Kangaroo. <laughs> I've, I've, I had Camel in a uh, beef jerky. Uh, how was it? It's camelish, I guess. I had I tried Beyond Beef Jerky yesterday. Um, how is that? Like shockingly good <laughs> um like i'm not a big that in the, yeah the i'm not like a big beef jerky person so it wasn't like you know a revelation CNI for am. me yeah but it was it was way way better than i thought it was gonna be <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if that's like a uh like a huge like shout out for beyond beef jerky but like it was i like, had a piece i was like oh this is pretty good and had another piece so you know my, my biggest complaint is that it they crumble up into little pieces really easily so it's not like you're pulling out like a stick of beef jerky it's more like ah here's my one by one inch piece of of you know beef jerky so pretty good I, i'd eat it what's your what's your favorite omelet rich yeah so i i kind of love omelets so i kind of have three go-to's depending on where I'm at. Kind of um, love omelets. Love it. Yeah. So uh, for me, IHOP, they have a chicken fajita omelet. It's awesome. Ooh. Mm, that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the pancakes, you get the sour cream and sauce on the top. Um, if I'm at a place where they don't have like a specialty or it's not a local place I know, I tend to get ham, tomatoes, and cheddar. Oh, that sounds good. Good little combo. Um, and then uh, there's a local place by us. It's like a diner. Um, local restaurant, I get a uh, Greek omelet. So it's got the black olives, um, the gyro meat, um, or gyro, however you want to pronounce it. Neither um, of those. Onions, yeah. <laughs> so, and then you get the uh, side of the Takazi sauce. Mm, that does sound good. I think it's, I, I, like, I find that to be fascinating because I think it's an East Coast, West Coast thing. No, it's Euro. Euro? <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember the first time I came out here. Um, the G is silent? Yeah. <laughs> I, I went to a, I was in Boston, and I went to a, like, a Greek place that was definitely run by Greeks, and, and uh, I'm like, I'll have a Euro. They're like, a gyro? I'm like, I, I, I think so. <laughs> But I just remember, like, and and but I've heard a lot of people like I think it is literally like an East Coast West Coast thing, and I I have no idea which one is actually correct. So you know, yes, yes. Well, West is the best, so East can't do that rhyme. <laughs> that is true. That is true. That sounds really good, though. I could totally see Euro Euro stuff on a on a. That'd be so good. Yeah, I've yeah, had really good. They, they have a Euro uh, omelet at a place I go to. The, another place I used to go to had a. Uh, uh, Oh, what are those things? Kangaroo from? omelet. No. Um, what what are those things with uh, the that are big in Philadelphia? Philly cheesesteak. There we go. Oh, had a Philly Philly <sighs> cheesesteak omelet that was so good. That sounds very oh, good. Thank you so that. much. Yeah, I definitely could buy that. I think the real question is, what meat hasn't Colby tried? <laughs> Have you tried Elephant. snake? Uh yeah. I uh, did it taste kind of like alligator. That- I saw a place that sold elephant. I don't know if you could get it for the United States, but I didn't really want to kill an elephant to eat. <laughs> You're a good man, Cole. Good man. I'm not. He's got limits in what he will kill to eat. There is a line. <laughs> if if it was already been killed and I was somewhere and they're like, you want some elephant? I would try it. <laughs> but like. I It never occurred to me that elephant was something that people ate, but I guess they probably yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. 
huh. think people eat some someone somewhere eats everything. Everything, yeah. That's pretty much what Except I've... penguin. Apparently, you can't really eat penguin. I hear they it's taste awful. terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think polar bear is the same. Like polar bear does not have good meat either. I would eat polar bear just so I could say. Oh yeah, absolutely. Bear. But I just hear they don't taste good. I think I've had so. bear. Bear's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that that steak I got at that one place? It was just like three animals ground up and made into a patty. I think I, bear was one of them. I do I think not it was remember deer, that. Moose, and bear. Roadkill. I, I do not remember that. Huh. All right. Oh, right, let's talk about it some gamey. It was gamey. <laughs> uh, I, I heard a theory, and I don't. I don't know if this is true, but they, you know, everyone says, you know, like ah, alligator tastes just like chicken. Like ah, snake it tastes just like chicken. You're like, well, is it just because all those things evolved into being chickens? You know, like we went from reptiles to birds, and so you know, no. Are you sure that? Are you sure that that that? Uh, I can say that no. <laughs> definitively. <laughs> are you sure that that in fact alligator like chickens don't just taste like alligator? I mean, way more likely considering that <laughs> alligators have been around for like 400 million years. No, they're like 75 million years. But anyway, that's how evolution worked in my head. Like you start with an alligator, you end up with a chicken. <laughs> anyway, cheap free games. Uh, epic games this week. Uh, I believe Colby played this game and really liked it. Alba Wildlife Adventure. I did. I love that game. Is that the one that was made by a bank? No, no. This is the one where you take pictures of birds. Oh, very it's like nice. My life, uh, <laughs> like your life. Even the smallest person can make a big difference. Join Alba as she sets out to save her beautiful island and its wildlife, and possibly start a revolution. Uh, you do. <laughs> um, by the end of it, the president is hanging upside down from a gas station. Interesting. Who would have thought? Uh, but Spoiler. good for her. Good for that would awesome. spoilers. <laughs> uh, also, Shadow Tactic. It's a hardcore tactical stealth game set in Japan. Um, I don't know. Lots of killing, I guess. So choose. You can take pictures of wildlife and maybe start a revolution. Um, or you can do a... I think you literally start like an environmental club. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like, it's not like a hard... There's no, yeah, like there's not a lot of like Molotov cocktails. It's a, it's a blood, bloodless revolution is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so those are both on Epic this week. Uh, Humble Bundle has the complete 11-bit collection. Uh, which I apologize, I'm going to have to let load. Uh, for $15, you can actually get some pretty great games. Um, Frostpunk, which is absolutely not my kind of game, but I've heard it's fantastic if you love um, strategy. That's the Game of the Year edition as well. Um, South of the Circle, which I've never heard of. Um, Children of Morda Complete Edition, which is maybe Ooh, one of the so few roguelikes that I... Or roguelites, maybe, um, that I really, really, really enjoyed. That game's a ton of fun, and it's great multiplayer. Um, Moonlighter Complete Edition is another great game. Um, Colby beat that one. It's uh, I beat both of them. Yeah, and Colby's recommendation with Moonlighter is get a guide for the shop prices. I believe. Yep. <laughs> don't don't guess them. Just figure out what you need. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier and better, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a cool game where at night you go into the dungeons and get artifacts and then sell them in your store during the day. Which I don't know when you sleep, but I guess that's not important uh this war of mine complete edition which i've heard is very very good and very very sad 
Um, Beat Cop, which I've heard is also really good. Um, Tower 57, which I played at PAX in like 2017, and it was a lot of fun. Um, the Anomaly Game Collection, I do not know what that is. Oh, it includes Anomaly War Zone Earth, Anomaly War Zone Earth Mobile Campaign, Anomaly Korea, Anomaly 2, and Anomaly Defender. So a bunch of games there. And a game called Spacecom. So for 15 bucks, I mean, even just the games that we've played there, I mean, it's worth 15 bucks probably to get Children of Morta and Moonlighter. Those games are both terrific. So... Good deals over on the Humble Store. Uh, PlayStation Plus Premium, which uh, these games come out November 15th. You can get a bunch of Ratchet & Clank games. So the first Ratchet & Clank, Ratchet & Clank Going Commando, Ratchet & Clank Up Your Arsenal, Ratchet & Clank uh, Deadlocked, and Ratchet & Clank Future, Tools of Destruction. So if you like the Ratchet & Clank games, those are all going to be on PlayStation Plus Premium, which I think is the second tier, or maybe the third tier of PlayStation Plus. I don't. I don't remember, to be honest. Um, Game Pass, let's see, coming out um, yesterday. Uh, my dad's birthday, in case any of you forgot and didn't get him a present. Um, Football Manager 2023. Was that you? No, I actually did get him a present. No. Uh, Football Manager 2023 came out on PC. Um, Football Manager 2023 console, oddly enough, came out on cloud console and PC. I don't understand how that is. Anyway, you're managing uh, soccer teams. Uh, Return to Monkey Island came out on cloud console and PC yesterday as well. Um, that is a return to... Uh, that series, uh, actually done by Ron Gilbert, looks really cool. I like the, the art style a lot. A lot of people didn't, but they're dumb. Uh, Vampire Survivors comes out on console November 10th. I don't know anything about this, but I've heard it's terrific. Um, everyone says that's real good, so check that out. Uh, Pentiment is coming out November 15th, Cloud Console and PC. Um, that is... That game, like, you might have seen it kind of passed around at some, like, a, not award shows, but, you know, like the Xbox Game Showcase... Um, it's made by Obsidian, um, and it's a it's like a world that's like il like illustrated manuscripts and woodcuts. It's like really interesting looking. Um, I, I definitely want to try it because it's just like very unique and like Obsidian makes any great games. So any scrimshaw? I, it does not say that specifically, but you never know, Cole. I just you know you just never I hope know. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Somerville is coming to console and PC on November 15th. That is, um, you know, I'd heard a lot of buzz about it, but it, I didn't realize until uh, I think this week that that is made by um, the folks from inside that left the inside studios. So like their founders left or one of their founders left and they went to form a new studio. And Somerville is the first game from that studio. It looks quite good. And then later in the month, 22nd, we're getting Gungrave Gore and then Warhammer 40k Dark Tide on November 30th. <sighs> only one colon. Only one colon. Yeah. Come on. You can do better. Get your shit together, guys. <laughs> I just pre-ordered mine on the Steam so I can play it apparently early. Oh, I'm I like, think they're, why? They're like opening the beta early sure. for pre-orders. So I was like, well, that's at least something. That is at least something. Like, I'll buy it if, as long as I can play it like early or something. It makes sense to me. Uh, all right. I think that is us for this week. Um, unless you guys have anything else you'd like to just chatter about for a little while um got nothing we are bite me podcast you can find out more about us at bitemepodcast.com lovingly curated by our good friend rich who's on the podcast today uh you can find us on social media at oh my god he's holding his dog she's the sweetest dog i watched leia for like seven days 
a month or two ago, and I miss her every day. She's fantastic. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.com slash Bite Me Podcast. You can uh, join our Patreon at Patreon.com slash Bite Me Podcast. You can contribute to our Extra Life campaign now through the end of the year. Uh, get us over fifty-seven or $4,700. Uh, five bucks gets us to $4,700. I think that's a totally worthwhile donation. Uh, at bitemepodcast.com slash extra life. You can join our Discord at bitemepodcast.com slash Discord. <sighs> Dylan, would you be hurt if I let Rich say bite me? No, not at all. Good man. I should train Leia how to do it, but that's not going to happen. Bite me. Oh, that was good. Bite me.